welcome listeners to Season 6, Episode 7 of Drinking and Screaming, a queer and feminist podcast about horror movies and cocktails. I'm Char, and my pronouns are she, they. And I'm Kelly, and my pronouns are they, them. And this week, we're watching Incantation from 2022. This year, y'all. But first, we have an inspired cocktail creation that we made to match the mood and themes of the movie. So we made this drink to stick with you long after you've shot it. Before we dive into the episode, we do want to let you know that this will contain discussion on suicide and harm to children. If either of these things are something that you need to not hear about today, feel free to skip this episode and we'll see you next time. Tell me about this drink. Yes, so I call it the face of Mother Buddha shot. And I tried something. So (laughs) it's a whole creation over here. It's an event. Yeah. So originally I wanted to make those gelatin spheres, you know, those like little you see it on cooking shows and stuff. They (laughs) have like a bowl of ice and they have like gelatin and they'll just like do little injections so that like tiny little almost like boba beads appear. I tried to do that. Utterly failed. Could not accomplish it. But we have these tiny little ice cube trays from like the dollar store or something. So I ended Mm -hmm. up putting raspberry jello in those. And that's good enough for this drink. So what it is, is it is a shot. And so I took a shot glass, put one of those jello balls in there and then filled it about halfway with uh, coconut creamer. We've got like coconut liqueur. Um, But technically, you could do it with like coconut milk or coconut cream or something and make it a uh, virgin because that's the only liquor. And just before you shoot it, fill the rest with freshly squeezed lemon juice. Um, That is lemony. Don't let it sit because it will curdle. Uh, I learned that the bad way. (laughs) I didn't get sick. It's just kind of a gross texture. In addition to the the <laughs> gelatin texture. Yep. Um, sounds about right. I forgot that we had we've got like little plastic um syringes that you can fill with jello. They're like from the dollar store also for Halloween uh parties. <laughs> yeah. The picture of this drink looks like this is I picked everything up from a dollar store. It's got <laughs> it's got that vibe of, you know, uh gotta entertain the kids. Um so, yeah, the safest way I could figure out how to inject the lemon into the drink was through these syringes. I just did it. Woo. <laughs> was it good? It was good. Um, it definitely is weird because of the jello. So it you definitely get the head. So it's very like creepy, but it's very creamy, then sour, then sweet because you get the, the coconut first, then the lemon juice. And then you finish off with the remainder of the mother buddha head <laughs> with jello <sighs> mm. yeah it's almost like um lemon meringue a little bit yeah yeah and then yeah there's like once you've done the shot there's still this globule of jello in your mouth <laughs> and you're like oh no i forgot <laughs> which was funny because you were talking about like how it will curdle and i was like that's not what this is that is just jello <laughs> It's okay, mouth. You can do it. There's a whole degree of curse to this shot mm. um, that really fit with the theme. But um, that was pretty good. I also like how easy it is to have it be a virgin face of Mother Buddha. Yeah. It's also easy to make it even more boozy by putting vodka in the jello or using, I don't know, lemon liqueur. You can make yeah, every ingredient. Uh, not lemon cello, though. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, chaotic. I... 
Man, I wish I could make those little pearls. Because imagine like the little pops of the Jello. Mm, that'd be good. <laughs> I wanted it to look like. Um, uh, oh, also for content warning, uh, trip tripophobia. Oh yeah. Um, Go ahead and say why what we were about to say. <laughs> so I wanted to make the Jello beads look like the each person who gets this curse, their arm kind of gets these like red uh, wounds that are like just patterns of holes in their arm. And uh, I wanted to try to do that, but I'm not good enough to do that. If somebody I really knows appreciated how-, <laughs> how much of an event it was Thank to enjoy you. that. <laughs> and I'm a bit sad that it's over, but it also was very entertaining. <laughs> we need to watch another horror movie that like f- extra- like features um, syringes heavily. And as I say that, I think of what is it? Don't don't breathe. <laughs> oh god! And I could make I, I could make an utterly cursed drink out of that movie. I don't even if we ever do don't breathe. I do not want that to be what this is because that is just. So you we're wanna, not even going to talk about that right now. Want to put we're the coconut think, creamer in this? Stop it! We're going to thank our patrons. That's what we're going to do right now to pivot away from that conversation. <laughs> thank you so so much to Jackie V. Roxanne B, Nicholas G, Jacob M, Ollie A, Diana S, Aiden T, Les Represent Podcast, Aubrielle, and Colleen D. Thank you all so, so much for giving me the opportunity to get Kelly to stop talking about syringes <laughs> and also for supporting the show. Yay. We really appreciate it. This week, we watched Incantation, which premiered on July 8th, 2022. And I'm warning you now, it did just come out basically a month ago. So there are no scaredy facts. I have one, one single scaredy fact. So don't get your hopes up, everybody. Uh, It was written by Che Wei Chang and Kevin Ko and directed by Kevin Ko as well. It stars Kusan Yen Tsai as cursed new mom Lee Ronan, Ying Swan Kao as foster school owner slash wannabe dad. Xie Chi Ming and Sean Lin as Ghostbuster YouTuber Chen Li Tung. This synopsis was written by Anonymous on IMDb, and I really enjoyed it because it's written as if uh, the person who stars in the film made it. My name is Ronan. The reason why I'm making this video is I hope that people could help me lift the curse bestowed upon my daughter after watching what I have to say. Because of my ignorance, I never thought that it was my actions that brought the curse. The following content may contain certain hidden dangers and risks, which includes myself retelling the horrifying encounters that happened six years ago. Six years ago, I set up a studio, Ghostbusters, with my boyfriend and my journalism classmates. We aimed to break myths of superstitions and shared them on our blog. One day, an urgent notice arrived from my boyfriend's home calling him to return for an ancient cult ritual that occurs once every two decades in his family. Thinking it would be decent material for our blog, we all arrived for the ritual. Unfortunately, we then experienced the most horrific ancient curse there, which is the end of the synopsis. And I did think it was interesting because the way this movie works is it's cutting between two stories, two narratives of the six years ago night and the documentation of the mom who's adopting or like receiving her daughter after she wasn't able to take care of her for six years due to this curse. 
basically she gets the daughter. She's been this is all found footage. So she's documenting herself filming at the foster home, taking her home. And the moment that the daughter arrives at home, something is following her, something that we cannot see as the viewer. But the daughter interacts with it, stares at it, uh, gets scared by it, gets hurt by it. And uh, the mom is very concerned. So she starts going through all the different ways that she can help her daughter, including, you know, going to the doctor, going to shamans. Basically, it gets worse and worse and worse, culminating in many deaths uh, (laughs) as she can't follow the instructions from the shaman of restricting her daughter from eating for seven whole days. Uh, It's too hard for her. Her daughter gets so sick. So she gives her a pineapple from a can to suck on, which is her favorite food. And unfortunately, that undoes all the work of that shaman who then gets killed. She tries to make her daughter throw up the food. That doesn't help. She takes the daughter back to the shaman and his wife. Shit goes off the rails. The wife attacks them, too. And we finish with the mom going back to that uh, temple from six years ago where she discovered that she was first pregnant with Dodo, her daughter. And she goes into the tunnel that you must not enter once more. That was on this cursed footage tape. She tells Mother Buddha her name and hits herself in the head with a stone slab over and over. But don't worry, because we got <laughs> to experience the curse, too. We're all cursed now. Yeah. What was actually uh, told to us as a blessing was, as revealed in the uh, synopsis written by Anonymous, actually a curse. And the plan of the mom was to dilute the curse to save her daughter by, you know, posting this video on Netflix for all to see. So we can all share in the curse a little bit. Mm-hmm. Makes it a bit weaker. Yeah. <laughs> I figure we can like dive into more of the scenes. I know where we we have some thoughts about them to get a bit more of the narrative out there. But first, hit me with that trailer audio. Uh, I noticed something in that trailer. Tell me. Uh, it says based on true events or inspired by true events. Um, and then proceeded to play like scenes that were not in the movie. So either they were cut or they were made to look almost like news footage for the trailer. Mm. Um, because there was a lot missing from. Uh, or not a lot, but there was a few scenes that weren't in the movie that were in the trailer, which is kind of neat. Yeah. I appreciated that. I thought that was really cool. I also like that it included the basically the first moments of the film when you watch it as well, which are what would you call them? Not like brain teasers, but like where you look at a video and if you focus on it one way, you can see a circle moving in the right direction. And then if you focus it slightly different, you can see it turning in the left. Yeah, it's like an optical illusion. Yes, that's it. So, uh that sort of idea is featured throughout the film. Uh, so I like that they included that in the trailer in terms of like your own intentions can direct life. Mm. Ooh, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was going to be all of that stuff. I feel like we so rarely see a trailer that uh, either is just one small scene from the movie to like get you in the mood or something that is kind of doesn't feel like it's even part of the movie to get you in the mood. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like I would rather have those kind of trailers where it's either like one moment of the movie that kind of like shows you what the whole experience is going to be. When you're like on Netflix and you're just going through and it yeah. stops. I actually yeah. like those. Where Me it's, too. It just shows you a little bit of a scene because then you're like, ooh, actually just watching the scene, I could see myself sitting here for an hour watching similar scenes. I am titillated. Yes. Or like a um, completely irrelevant thing that sort of just gets you in the mood. But I feel like those are pretty rare. Um, mm-hmm. This one came close to that and then showed like a bunch of the scares throughout the movie, but not in a cohesive way that gives away too much, I think. And also not the worst scares. Yeah, that's true. There are definitely scarier ones in there. This. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and get into your thoughts before I, I cut you off and just start talking about mine. <laughs> uh, so my first point is how almost immediately this movie pops off. There's the initial like, oh, everyone's happy meeting Dodo, like coming to the house, like getting the house ready for her and stuff like that. But then literally the first night that she spends there, uh, scary shit starts happening. She gets sick, like things are just popping off immediately which I really appreciate how almost like claustrophobic that first night feels and how Mm. bad you feel for the mom. You're like, oh, she's really trying. Like, this is going to be great. And then, oh, okay, everything sucks immediately. Oh, that sucks. Oh, that's bad. Oh, no. (laughs) I found it also so relatable because it's like a power outage in the home, which happens to everyone. And I'm afraid of the dark. So whenever that happens to me, I really do get scared. Uh, but then, of course, this had the added supernatural elements to it. And yeah. Dodo, like, you know, typical kid horror of like screaming face up at something that we can't see standing on her bed after crawling like through the halls and all this other stuff. So it was really done. Well done. Yeah. Totally agree with your point there. It also made you think that the child was the problem, I guess, mm-hmm. because I don't know. I didn't really know anything going into this movie. The trailer doesn't really give away too much of what um, the main horror is. So seeing that shot of Dodo like walking back into her bedroom, the door closes. And then when it opens again, she's standing on her bed with like a blanket over top of her. You immediately think, oh, this kid is fucking haunted. This every problem that's going to happen in this movie is because of this child. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. immediate like turn around from oh we're just happy and having fun together (laughs) was so great i liked it (laughs) my second point this is the one that i came away from the first time we watched this movie because we watched it outside of the show and this movie left me with something that i haven't seen in such a long time um and it's almost like a layer of meta horror to it So the entire movie is training you to say this incantation over and over and over again. Um, And you're told that it's a blessing. It's supposed to help protect her and her daughter. She says it all the time throughout the movie. The music includes it. Uh, The subtitles are constantly showing it to you so that you're just trained to recognize it and say it over and over and over again. And they keep showing the symbol associated with it as well. What you were talking about at the beginning of the movie as well, that's sort of like training you with these optical illusions of the Ferris wheel and the mm-hmm. train that can either be going forward or backwards. It really kind of gets in your mind, like make sure you remember this thing, make sure you say it over and over again. Also, there's an element of like illusory fuckery going on. Then at the climax of this movie, it's revealed uh, to you, the viewer that 
the more people that say this blessing, the more like the more powerful it will be. So you as a viewer at home are then connected to other people watching this movie on Netflix. Every, to save Dodo. Exactly. And because it's a found footage movie, you can kind of like suspend your disbelief of like, oh, man, this is a real mom asking all of us on Netflix for help. Uh, so then when the symbol pops up on the screen and the mom is like, hey, I also found all of the rest of the symbols associated with this because of our research and the monk that helped us. Please read along, repeat the incantation with me as I show all of the symbols on the screen for you. I'll even translate for you. And at the very center of the screen are the red words popping up as you say the incantation. And the entire screen is covered with these white uh, glyphs and a black background. So you say it, you focus on the center of the screen. It's sort of a circle. You keep saying it, you keep saying it. And then the screen turns white. And if anyone who's familiar with um, optical illusions, that's a pretty common one of burning an image into your vision. So when the screen turns white, you can still see the incantations. And if you look on the wall, you can see them. If you close your eyes, you can see them. And the entire movie has told you that when people see this incant, when people see Mother Buddha's face, it's burned in their eyes and they end up uh, killing themselves or terrible things happen to them. So again, suspending your disbelief, this has projected the curse onto you outside of the movie. So, because, yeah, then she apologizes to you. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but now you're cursed. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's revealed that it's not a blessing. It is a curse that dilutes when multiple people have it. So now you and all of the people who've watched this movie on Netflix are now cursed. And for that moment where the uh, illusion is still burned on your vision, it's almost like um, it's it's like that thing with the ring. If anybody lived through the zeitgeist of the ring of literally passing around the VHS copies of the ring made people feel like they were passing on the curse. Um, and it's, it's something I haven't seen done basically since the ring, uh, which is that like extra level of the movie fucking with you. Yeah. And I unbelievably loved it. It was so cool. And I don't know, it just made this movie so unique and special yeah Yeah, it really impacted me too i mean as soon as we finished it i was like oh okay we're doing this on the show (laughs) i've got to bump something else to make sure we get this on there yeah um also the fact i don't know if anyone's noticed yet but all of the movies this season are one word multiple words one word multiple words so incantation (laughs) follows that um i'm noticing but um yeah i think that that sort of like the movie was great and then that happened and it become became incredible in my mind mm-hmm. uh, when it happened. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> the fact that like you look anywhere in your home, the fact that you close your eyes and you see it is so great for this concept. Yeah, it's something that I sort of wish my mom uh, watched it because she falls for that sort of thing all the time, like being cursed by the ring VHS or like uh, how the Blair Witch was real, like that sort of stuff. And it's I. I mean, we're jaded by watching too many horror movies, but seeing somebody actually genuinely terrified by that concept would have been great. It took me a long time to just know that movies could say based on true events <laughs> when they aren't even at all. And be a uh, lie. Yeah. It's li- and then at the end of the movie, in the credits, it's like, this is fictitious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but still, I'd be like, but they said it was real. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, the trailer for this one was like based on real events and then showed like an image of somebody's body being 
dredged out of a river with the uh, tryptophobia um, holes on their arm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did that just did someone get like attacked by eels or, or like leeches or something? And then someone made this whole entire story around that or or what? But, uh, you know, whatever. People can lie and make entertainment. It's fine. Yeah, that's art. That's art. And then my final point is that uh, it's kind of negative. And you brought this up. It's technically your point, but I noticed you didn't write it down. So I'm stealing it. All uh, right. You can steal it. My last point based on Char's points <laughs> uh, is that the first watch through of this movie can actually be kind of confusing because there are essentially two stories happening while you're watching it. There's what's going on in the present with Dodo uh, and her mom and what happened six years ago with the Ghostbusters in the Mother Buddha temple. I didn't even try to do that with a synopsis. I was just like the fact that it was so truncated with both stories, one after the other made it much easier. I hope for people to comprehend. Yeah. Visually, it's very confusing because they didn't really make an attempt. I feel to help you distinguish, like, is this in the past or is this in the present? Um, Her hair is the same. She like basically looks the same age. It's not until you kind of realize that all of the past footage takes place in the temple doesn't make sense because she's constantly wearing the jacket. But until you learn that fact that it's not actually a collection of like six years ago footage from all over the place, it can be a little bit confusing. Even this time you were like disoriented. Yeah. For the first which cut. takes you out of the narrative, which is done so well. So it's just unfortunate that that happened for me, at least. Yeah. And I'm curious if other people felt that watching it as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could have like cut her hair short in any of the timelines or something or mm-hmm. I don't know, done anything else. But uh, it only takes a couple cuts uh, between the two timelines to like eventually and then you get used to get it. it. Yeah. 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 We're going to take a moment to talk about our socials and sponsors. This season of drinking and screaming would not be possible without the support of Mad Lab Distillery. In case you forgot, Mad Lab Distillery is Canadian and they are constantly coming up with new creations for us to try out on the show. You can get their awesome stuff at a private liquor store near you or at madlabdistilling.com. Evil Amy is continuing to sponsor Drinking and Screaming, and we are so grateful. Check out her online store at evilamysterrorshop.com, and you can use code EVIL10, all caps, no spaces, for 10% off your purchase of creepy pop figures, Chucky dolls, Halloween purses, um, haunted decor for your home, and more. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at drink underscore scream on Facebook at drink and scream. You can email us at drinking and screaming at gmail.com. For more information and to buy some merch, go to drinking and It's time to go back into the tunnel. I, I mean, back to the episode. Ah! And those are uh, all my points. Uh, do you have points? I have some thoughts. I wanted to talk about the relationship between Dodo and her mom and also the two actors that did so well, because like I was mentioning just now, it was very, very believable. This film done in a way of making it found footage, making you be part of the curse, all of that, which wouldn't be possible without the conviction of the actors and uh, their talent, their their epic chemistry together. Mm -hmm. And um, also just like. Acting aside, the story of Dodo's mom reconnecting with her was really touching for me. Hmm. I love seeing how much she cared about her daughter. You get to see it's in the start of the film when she's uh, going to pick her up. 
it's so I empathize so much with her trying to get everything right. And obviously she's so nervous when she's picking her up from the foster home that, uh, you know, she's bumbly and <laughs> um, she like makes mistakes. But that's all part of what made it so beautiful for me. And just the fight that she has for Dodo and how she's trying to do everything she can mm. to save her daughter, knowing that it's her fault for or well, not really her fault, but she believes it's her fault for going in the tunnel and and doing the curse. Uh, those six years ago when she was unknowingly pregnant with Dodo was just so heartfelt. Yeah, it's really well done. And uh, I agree that like they seem they almost seem like mother daughter with how yeah. Well, they connect with each other and there's not really that much of a lingering like awkwardness between them in the beginning mm-hmm. other than like, do you like I hey, there's a bread shop over there. What kind of bread do you like? No do you, answer. Do you like <laughs> bread? I like everything. And then like from that point, it's immediately connected. Yeah. And she had Dodo had such a great relationship with her foster dad um, that when he comes back into her life to make sure everything's okay with all these health issues. He's saying like, do you want to stay with your mom? Like I can help you. Mm -hmm. She's like, I do. I love my mom. Like I, she's my mom. I have to be with her. And that was just so great. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's one moment that I took away from the synopsis, but uh, while Dodo is scared, she calls this creature that's haunting her the baddie. And it's like on the ceiling and, her mom has to deal with the monsters. It's very like classic monster under the bed, except it's monster on the ceiling. But mm-hmm. the mom uses this as a moment to like teach her daughter how to be brave, teach her daughter how to overcome her fears when she needs to by uh, thinking inward and reflecting on her favorite things, which are pineapple, her bunny stuffed animal and her woof, 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 which is like a dog <laughs> stuffy. And just the act of like saying that in a cute way, like woof, 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 will like sort of take you out of the fear. Uh, And they really highlighted this moment, which was great seeing the mom come forward. And like she was meant to be a mom. She was a perfect mom, even though she was away from her daughter for six years due to her mental health issue with being cursed. Yeah. Uh, And the trauma that happened from that night. And then later when Dodo is so ill, she can't even speak. She can't walk. Her mom is like getting an update from the doctors who say, yeah, she's still unconscious. Unfortunately, you can't see her. But she said something earlier and the pineapple bunny. Is that like a stuffed animal that you could get her? And her mom like breaks down because yeah. she her daughter was using the tools that she was taught. Well, she was, and yeah. it was so good. Yeah. yeah. I love that part. I also loved that part. I felt like I was just rambling, but it was just so good. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Speaking of mamas, I'm going to put the buddy in the bathroom because he started meowing. And I have to Buddy. I have to pet him to distract him from meowing some more. <laughs> okay. Speaking of buddies, though, I do think that this drink would have been buddy approved before you incorporate the lemon juice, which That's is true. in a separate syringe. So he can <laughs> sniff away at that coconut cream as much as he wants. <laughs> I don't actually. Does Buddy like coconut cream? I don't know I if we've so. ever tried it. I think so. Hmm. Hmm. And my last point is I wanted to highlight the trope that is frequently used in this film, which is something that I find very like creepy whenever (laughs) it's in horror movies, which is when you can see folks interacting with something that you as a viewer cannot see, Mm. which is frequently done with kids because they do that in real life of having like imaginary friends and things like that. So I mentioned it in my point earlier, how Dodo is haunted by this creature that lives on her ceiling 
and you don't ever see it, but you see her talk to it and she gets her mom to come and like, you have to like reach out with your hand to bring it down and take it out of the room, please, mom. And that's actually a lie. You do see it once because mm-hmm. um, in one of the flashes of another like clip of another film, you see Dodo looking off into a hallway and just this like elongated arm reaches out to her. That's like black skinned um, and like grotesque looking. So it gives you like a hint of what the creature is, but without really showing it to you. Yeah. Which, which I just, still don't really understand what it was like, was that supposed to be mother Buddha or is it just supposed to be ambiguous? I don't know yeah. because mother Buddha was kind of like this other girl from the cult. It was very strange. <laughs> I don't know, but it was creepy. Yeah. And then Dodo later on also gets like led up to the roof of the house. Uh, and it, for a moment, you think that she's being led to like jump to her death. But thank God she, there was just like a stone barrier between another roof that she like climbs over, gets a knife, climbs back over. Uh, and just how much she was influenced by this creature was very scary. And ultimately, it was what made her watch the tape to get fully cursed. Oh, I legit thought she dropped. I thought she jumped, hit a car or something and like brought up a shard of glass or whatever. Oh, and then climbed back or like got lifted back up. I thought because you hear a thud. Okay, but maybe then Mm -hmm. But she is fine. She doesn't like get injured from that, which was cool. Yeah, it's creepy. (laughs) And just in general, the scares in this movie were really well done. There's like a few jump scares that are well earned. But in general, it's a lot more like dread and horror that yeah. you're of what you're experiencing. And you just are so connected to the two main women that it's just like, oh, heart wrenching. <laughs> so those are my main points. Nice. All right. Well, uh, I, th- I think we're mostly good. Um, there's a tunnel. Uh, it's always been in our apartment. And I don't know, you can sometimes hear crying from within. So I'm just going to go quickly check it out. Um, I'll be right back. You're not supposed to go in there, Callie. Ah. <laughs> it's okay. I found a book in there. So we should open the record. Get on the car. Don't ask me my name. I forgot my name. This is really not good, y'all. Yeah. But fun. I do have a recommendation. <laughs> and you better watch it because this recommendation is Dash Cam from 2021, which is another found footage horror <gasps> film made by the cast and crew of Host, which we featured and interviewed um, a few seasons ago. But this movie I'm recommending not only because it has similar themes, it's, of course, similar genre, but also because we are going to be watching it later this season. So you got to watch it so you can know what we're talking about. That's Dash Cam from 2021. Nice. Uh, My recommendation is Insidious from 2010. Uh, that sort of dynamic of a cursed child and the lengths that the parents will go to uh, is definitely present in the first Insidious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is from 2010. Good series. Mm-hmm. Good series. Love it. <laughs> Not to be confused with The Conjuring or Sinister. Scaredy <laughs> 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 facts. This is the part of our show where we are so terrified. Yeah. We need to get on the couch, get in the bed, get under some covers, get under a blankie, go on some movie trivia sites to remind ourselves that this was indeed a movie, not real, even Ooh. though it's said based on true events. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't so just lie us. about that. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. 
join us as we uh, dive in here, starting with the budget. So I actually have two because I did get a budget for this, mm. which was $45 million, but new Taiwan dollars um, was the estimated budget for this film. And I don't have a gross for it. Obviously, it just came out last month, but it's on Netflix and it's getting great promotion. So I'm hoping that it's uh, going to be well received. I'm going to check one sec. What was it? $45 million? Yeah. One sec. One sec. Stick with Six me. Six zeros. Uh, that would be about uh, 1.9 Canadian dollars. Okay. Which for all of the U.S. folk, 1.5. Man, our dollar sucks right now. Yeah, it does. And also, I'm actually surprised. There was a lot of digital effects in this film. Yeah. So very interesting that it was a pretty low budget mm-hmm. overall. Uh, I mean, over a million, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I've been holding in the scaredy fact because you've mentioned it a few times. Ooh. The movie was inspired by an incident that occurred in 2005 in the district of Gushan, uh, Taiwan. A family of six people claimed that they were possessed by evil entities of the Chinese folklore. The oldest daughter died and uh, the other members of the family were arrested. And that's what this film was sort of inspired by. Wow. That's so... Yeah, I could see that kind of being what the cult is about in this yeah. movie. Uh, chilling. Chilling. I wonder if the dots or the the like patterned wounds also were involved somehow. Mm. Or maybe like the glyphs that were written on the Ooh. mother Buddha daughter. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's it. Nice. That's so many good facts. Yeah, so many. <laughs> I, I'm glad y'all stayed for Oof. that. Almost got tired near the end. <laughs> Do you have a final thought for me? Uh, yeah. Um, this movie didn't really feel like a 2022 movie, but like in a good way. It sort of had that like immediate classic vibe to it uh, that I think will make this movie fairly timeless. Totally agree. I am just happy that this was another found footage. It's my favorite <laughs> genre. I really want more. I feel like we've we always are on the lookout for found footage films because we both like them so much. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of burned through all the like big ones or, you know, those underground ones that all the horror people recommend. So I hope more films like this continue to come up. Yeah, it was great. I agree. I mean, if anybody has recommendations, uh, you know where to hit us up. You can tweet at us. You can email us. We said it all in the mid half of the podcast. So do it. Do it. Well, that's been Incantation, a movie about. Next week, we'll be watching The Haunting from 1999. And remember, always scream responsibly. my name thank you for listening to drinking and screaming drinking and screaming is produced and edited by charlene bear our sound engineer and local designer is kelly wright and it's hosted by yep you guessed it kelly wright and charlene bear for bonus episodes patreon poll voting privileges and exclusive rewards become a patron at patreon.com slash drink and scream want a shout out review us on apple podcasts and we'll read your review live on the show for more information check out our website drinking and screaming.com 